I V M. Hey, I just lost my wallet. Now I need to call the bank and block my card right away. Ah, man. But wait, why call when you can do it from the Bob Wald app itself? Okay, I can block the card. But what about requesting a new one? What are you, fifty? This is a digital world. You can not only use the app for cards, but for various other things as well. The app saves your effort, provides rewards, and many more services right at your fingertips. So ease up and enjoy the digital world of Bob. For more information, download the Bob World app from Play Store or Apple Store. Bank of Baroda, we live in your world. Hey everyone, I'm your host Akhil Handa, the Chief Digital Officer at Bank of Baroda. Uh, the thriving fintech ecosystem has witnessed a plethora of sub-segments, including personal finance management, payments, lending, and regulation technology. One name that comes in everyone's mind while talking about PFM, that's personal finance management, is ET Money. What all ET Money provides, and how is it changing the way Indians invest? Let's find out from today's guest, Mukesh Kalra. The founder and CEO at ET Money, uh, Mukesh. Welcome to FinTalks at Bob World. Thanks, Akhil. Great to be here. Great. So uh, let's start off with your journey. A brief introduction of uh, what Mukesh has, the trials and tribulations Mukesh has gone through to build ET Money, uh, all the way from uh, a young startup to someone you know where you've had a transaction with Times Group. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's it's been a great journey till now. Uh, I started my career with Immobi. Actually, uh, was the first employee there. It's India's first unicorn, so to say, in two thousand nine ten. And since and after that, I built a company called Money Sites, uh, which became part of Times Internet. And that's how you know ET Money was born. So since two thousand fifteen, we have been building ET Money, and uh, it's it's been a great run uh, as we move. Uh, forward in the discussion i will tell you how we've actually evolved but today itimani is one of the largest wealth uh, you know platforms in the country we recently announced that you know we close to 3 billion dollars gets managed on itimani every single month uh, we add close to 500 to 550 crores of new investments every single month consumers from across 1300 cities are actually investing on itimani so it's been it's been a great run yeah so so that's so that's like the shortest you know journey that i could actually relate to right now excellent and uh, now of course you know uti money has established a name for itself in the pfm space but you know there are quite a few solutions around in the market around the same space so what would you say is the key usp that differentiates uti money from the rest of the pack sure akhil i think uh... we we itimani is actually predicated or built on certain principles right one with that we strongly believe in is a commission led world is never aligned to the consumer interest right so 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 for example uh, an agent in the offline world will actually sell you a mutual fund which has commissions baked in and that's how he recovers he or she recovers their cost uh, but what happens is when commissions are involved uh, eventually if 
if the person wants to maximize revenue, they will start misselling. And that's what has happened in the past across various stages. And SEBI has come back and tried to actually remove entry load and try to solve for that. But it's still, it's still rampant. That has actually led to a lot of mistrust. And the other thing that has also happened is people have become smart, right? With more information that is coming to them, with more, uh, you know, uh, transparency that is that online is bringing. So I think there is this huge, uh, you know, uh, opportunity to solve for that mistrust in the space when it comes to specifically investments. So what we did was we said that can we actually build a company without commission? So on ET Money, for example, you don't have you actually can invest in only mutual funds which are direct. So there is no you know commission baked into that. And so that is one big differentiator. And the second thing that happens is you can invest in mutual funds of all the AMCs in the in the country, right? And from one single place. Now in a scenario when uh, an agent is not selling you direct mutual funds, where do you go? You will go to mutual fund companies. And there you have to go into individual mutual fund companies and start to you know buy direct mutual funds. But because ET Money brings all the mutual funds into one single place, you can invest in direct mutual funds without you know in in one place. That's a huge friction remover. Also helps consumers you know earn one percent higher return on every investment, and that compounds really well over like a long period of time. Right? So one percent return, a seven thousand two hundred rupees SIP over twenty five can twenty five years can help you save twenty five lakh rupees. So I think one big uh, reason that consumers actually have been, uh, you know, loving us is essentially we are not biased with, with commissions. They earn higher returns. The second thing is we don't also charge for transactions. So that's another three. It's a free transaction platform. Uh, the third thing is the amount of, uh, you know, powerful tools that we provide a DIY consumer like a millennial Indian to really understand where to invest, how much to invest. Like we have this, uh, you know, amazing report card being created. So what happens is there is there is like 36, you know, categories of mutual funds, 5,000 mutual funds in the country. There is no easy way to actually figure out which is best for Akhil, for example, right, as, as a person. So what we did was we created a simple report card, which is in English, which doesn't, you know, talk very dense words. It helps you understand what is good, in, in a particular mutual fund, what is bad in a particular mutual fund, and then you can take a very conscious. And that is that is one example of, you know, of one of the strongest tools that gets used. And that's why people come to us and on, a, on, a, on a daily basis. Uh, the other things that actually have been, we have been innovating on is essentially, uh, you know, tech-led innovation. So we have been, we were the first player in the space, which are mobile first. So with mobile first approach, we could unlock something like a video KYC. So we were the first company in India to actually do video KYC in, in mutual fund. And that actually removed the friction for people to actually have, you know, any kind of documents. It's a completely frictionless way. So that actually helped us. Then we innovated on, you know, uh, something called as a smart deposit. We believe that, you know, for, for you to, you know, keep money in your savings account is a sure shot way of losing it because inflation is eating into your savings account, right, essentially. So how do we actually replace a savings account with a product which is liquid mutual funds, right, which has never been kind of uh, sold to the masses simply because it doesn't earn any commission or anything. So we actually kind of worked with the industry, created a very strong solution in smart deposit, wherein you get your money back into your account within few seconds instead of waiting for 24 hours. So instant right. redemption on, on mutual fund was another innovation. Uh, so, so there has been a series of innovations which have led to a very strong investing platform, which gives you a complete you know, flexibility that empowers you as a consumer 
to really kind of invest on your own with confidence. So I think that's that's been you know few things that have actually kind of put us ahead in the curve or uh, against our competition. Perfect, excellent. Now for all the work and heavy lifting that you're doing in terms of getting all the mutual funds together, you know, having these innovations, uh, removing the friction in the journeys, you don't charge a commission or a fee. Right? So how how what does the business model look like? So yeah, great question. Uh, you know, it's by design right now. We, there is something that is exciting uh, that we are working on that will be launched in the next one to two months, which will answer that question comprehensively. Sure. So you sure. know, so we are we are working on that, and and there are ways to actually kind of still uh, continue on that path of not charging for transaction, not charging for uh, commissions, and still kind of make a sustainable. Business. There's this whole notion of you know till the time we don't. You know, mis-sell the customer will not make money. We are challenging that core notion. So I think, uh, so, you know, so in the space, so I think uh, we are going to, the way we disrupted the, you know, commission-led mutual fund selling, we would want to disrupt the transaction-led, you know, uh, ecosystems, which are not, again, aligned to the consumers, right? Because, for example, when you're doing a transaction on a brokerage, right? And if it is, mm. it is charged on per transaction, mm. uh, a broker really doesn't care if you're making a positive outcome or not, whether you're profitable or not, right? The, the, the everybody in the uh, the whole ecosystem is driving you to actually make a transaction mm -hmm. if you really look at it but but right. you know it's not really so we are saying that there are two things that are very core to us one is not having commissions second is not actually kind of looking at transactions in the first phase we disrupted mutual funds now we want to go after and ensure that we are still aligned to consumers go after this whole ecosystem of transaction led uh, you know a world that consumers are ending up actually getting into this phase of just doing transactions without positive outcomes. Sure. So we'll wait for your announcement on that front. I don't want to spill any beans here. Yeah, yeah sure. So uh, let's get to, you know, uh, should gears get to the impact you've seen from the pandemic. Now, of course, we see a lot of interest in markets. You know, the market seems to be unidirectional uh, these days. Uh, perhaps there are many first-time investors who have not seen a bear cycle and you know they are under the they found the next best thing after sliced bread uh what would be your advice to a these these investors and b what are some of the trends that you are seeing which have come up uh in a post-pandemic world yeah i think uh covid actually did something which was never possible earlier it added the turbo engine of time and money so earlier as a consumer, you would either have time or you ended up having just money, right? Or both of them were suddenly there for a segment of consumers. People were at home, you know, cut down their commuting time, cut down a lot of things. So they have a lot of time in, at, their, at their disposal. And the second thing was because a lot of users went back to their hometowns, there was a lot of savings. So there was more money in the hands and there was more time. And that also actually kind of led to that turbo engine in the wealth space, right? Because all of this money found its way uh, into the capital markets, right? I think that's why the capital markets continue to actually kind of grow. The number of SIPs that we have seen has 3 x uh, during that time, like 300% growth in, in, in during, during uh, you know, pandemic. Uh, and the other thing that we did, we actually conducted a small research in our consumer group in our cohort of users. And there was this you know, amazing insight. During the pandemic, actually, because people were seeing a loss of lives, close relationships, unfortunately, 
everybody started questioning their own existence right as to am i doing the right thing in life uh, by you know so there was this self realization as to i need to do something different with my life mm. now the moment you actually say that you know i don't i want to do something new with my life either stay at home right forever or probably start a business which is you know only being at home instead of coming and you know going into the rat race mm. suddenly the 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 first question that everybody had to answer was about do i have enough money yeah and that's how suddenly money became so center stage right that do i have the right amount of money to actually really be financially free really do what i want to do because the self realization is coming so i think this this actually led to this combined with the awareness that consumers are having combined with the platforms like iti money which are making it super easy for you to start off right mm. i think three four things came together and that actually has given a huge huge flip to the wealth space and that's why the numbers are actually kind of on a, on a big high so so i think pandemic while you know while we completely empathize with the with the you know the challenges that it threw but it actually really worked out well for the wealth space sure sure no and the same thing is what we see in uh, in banking as well you know everything that put and that has been put on on digital is really on steroids uh, yeah. right now um, from payments to lending everything is is completely on a rocket ship right now so you know what are some of the key uh friction points that still remain in the in the broader wealth in the and investments ecosystem right so of course you know there are many that have already had enablers come in in terms of you know either a, a ckyc or a video kyc you know a better onboarding experience uh, you talked about the same day redemptions uh, and i think these are very good of course there is this uh, direct sips you know removing the commission so what are some of the key friction points that still remain in the ecosystem that you think are factors that are waiting to be sliced and and eaten up yeah no great question actually you know it's it's like the first wave of innovation has is always around access right so when the market is opening up it's all about access and when you actually want to solve for access then you will see remove the friction around onboarding so video kyc then instant sips then aadhar based kycs aadhar uh, based sips uh, and all that right so i think that era is coming to a closure now if you really look at it any wealth company will more or less start to look now very very similar right and that's why i think you had this question of what is different about it many right it's a very fair question because everybody has solved for the transaction part of it as to bringing yeah. users on board making the letting them start the investing journeys the future i think is going to really be about what happens before the transaction what is it that you're doing to really help consumers take the right decision about investment right mm. and what is going to happen after the transaction is done right which is once you have invested what is it that the consumer should be doing and these two areas are actually kind of completely white spaces when it comes to really uh, you know solving for these are not like step level problems right because transaction is a very step level step one step two step three you remove frictions by actually becoming more operationally strong by using technology so so that was an easier battle to fight frankly speaking uh, but now it is all about becoming having high amount of personalization so how do i actually help akhil make the right choice about his investment strategy which is super personalized to akhil as a as an individual so how do we actually start to look at that and now another aspect is once you have invested what do you do with your portfolio is that so for example today 
on an average on itimani platform we are you know it saddens me frankly speaking is that on an average people have close to 13 mutual funds one three oh okay right that's quite a bit and we are one of the largest platforms in the country so the sample size is good enough to really represent the universe right which means that you know mutual fund itself is actually being looked at as as trading these people are moving you know investing from one mutual fund to the other to you know keep on doing that but you know essentially you know how do you actually then fix this problem of you know eventually you need only four to five funds to really ensure that you are well diversified across different asset classes whether it is equity debt gold international so i think those are the two big problems that technology will need to solve and the best part is that it is all opening up massively and the other part is that this kind of solutioning is available to the elites in the world right which is the hnis of the world they have this kind of solutioning because how should they manage their even 1 dollar that they have or 1 rupee that they have gets managed really well across the whole life cycle i think you know the industry has a chance to bring it to everyone and really really democratize that advantage that uh, you know the hnis are having and it's like you know it's it's funny that it actually kind of is the rich is getting the best of the products getting richer and the middle income is kind of getting missold it's like a very uh, big problem to solve and uh, you know that's where i think a huge amount of future build up uh, will eventually happen sure sure and uh, you know just uh, since you talked about these 13 mutual funds uh, per customer i'm i'm very curious on hearing what is the kind of demographic that you have um, in your current customer base sure uh, you know 60% of our users are new to investing mm. uh, which is which is they have never invested in mutual funds so that's that's good because it actually kind of is helping us increase the overall penetration of mutual fund in the country right uh the second is uh the age group is anywhere between 26 to 35 is where the where 80% of our users would lie uh earlier we thought that we'll be very you know uh metro centric but it has not been the case at all so it's mm. it's everywhere i know we get consumers from close to 46000 pin codes across mm. 1300 cities right which is which is massive and uh, so yeah so i think and psychographically i think consumers who really are you know moving away from the era where my my father's you know friend will take care of my money like you know mm. that era is getting over right like, i think consumers are looking to actually take full control of their decisions and when it comes to their money it's becoming more involved more stronger so i think we are psychographically we are seeing that segment really evolving that i want to actually take calls and be in control so i think that's the consumer segment that gives me a great cue to move into my next question which is sure. the consumers that are taking charge in the younger demographic moving to crypto uh yeah. does that is that scary i find it i find it very scary but you know, i just wanted to uh, pick your brains on this uh Uh, does it look like they're moving in the right direction is it too much empowerment that has happened uh, do we need to rein in some part of it uh, how do you think about it yeah i think uh, is just about uh, see the thing is that it's it's there is this funny aspect of crypto is actually digital first right as a, as a genesis so you know so there is there is this inherent psychographic trust over anything that is digital in today's world for the younger generation right so for example consumers actually trust instagram more than you know your personal social network to an extent because because the the way the influencers are driving so much uh, impact 
showcases that right so i think there's this inherent trust that is there that it's digital it will be there it's counterintuitive to people like us because we have never kind of understood the whole concept of uh, crypto really deeply but essentially uh, it's definitely risky the volatility is massive uh, if mm. you don't have the heart to or the mind to actually weather that kind of or bear that kind of volatility which is 20% done down in a day uh, that is the worrisome aspect of it the way to actually solve for that is to not really go all in into such a high uh, volatile uh, you know asset class so to say is to is to just have like 1 or 2% of your overall portfolio into it, into it if you really believe in the underlying technology of blockchain so i think it's 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 risky for sure there is unfortunately there is there is no uh, regulation uh, which the good news is it's getting better uh, probably we'll see a see a better outcome in the winter session of the parliament where it is being tabled so i think uh, it will it will move to it needs regulation for sure uh, because a lot of platforms have actually kind of peddled the story that it is safe safe to invest and all that which is which is i think morally wrong uh, so i think it will uh, it has its advantages but needs to be kind of uh, definitely looked upon from a regulation point of view to protect consumers so that they are not betting their house on it and losing their complete net worth yeah that actually is, takes me to my next question which is uh, you know help us uh, understand very broadly the regulatory landscape uh, in the domain not not just crypto I mean, crypto is it's an evolving part but how has regulation been uh, for you in the wealth and pfm space overall uh, has it been supportive enabling uh, other things that are left to be desired uh, how do you think about that yeah it's been a mixed bag i'm sure that it happens it's a mixed bag for everyone you know there is a there's a joke that we used to actually have during pandemic uh, you know sebi came up with close to 130 circulars right which have been the number of circulars that they have actually sent in the last four years so so working mm. from home really did not work you know for 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 us in a way because sebi kept us kept everybody on the on their toes yeah. but having said that apart from the joke but having said that i think it's it is progressive definitely definitely progressive uh, there is a conscious understanding that online is the is the future right i think that is really well understood by by regulators uh, in terms of enablement i think Uh, we end up being slightly more conservative and more protectionist as a regulation like they because of few bad apples you actually kind of cut the whole forest down is is what i think the regulation will need to balance out and it's also on us players like us to help regulators understand how the whole online world also operates because a lot of a lot of uh, problems that are happening are happening in the offline world because there is there is physical movement of documents physical movement of a lot of stuff so it's just you know i think uh, the same problems really don't occur in the online world so i think two things one is that it's definitely progressive but the industry needs to make the regulators also really understand how the whole online space uh, operates and can help really uh, you know solve for penetration in a big way sure excellent uh I guess that's it. Uh, so, Mukesh, uh, thank you very much for your insights on the whole PFM space. Uh, it's been a pleasure. I'm sure our listeners have learned a lot more uh, 
uh, in terms of investments. Uh, but just before I close in, you know, I wanted uh, some piece of advice for our young listeners specifically uh, from you on their direction on and the style of investment. Yeah, advice is a very tricky word in today's world. So I would I would say that you know just keep it simple in terms of like the number one thing is to always be invested. So it's 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 ensuring that you're not just keeping the money idle, even if it is moving it to a debt mutual fund, for example, which gives you seven to eight percent. It's still better than getting it sitting idle. So you should be fully invested as much as possible. Uh, second is that there is so much FOMO in the market, as you said, about crypto, about, you know, about this stock, about an IPO, about this. And if you really don't understand it, right, you are really not investing, right? Because then you're actually acting out of fear of missing out. If that urge is very strong, get done with that urge by, you know, investing like 100 rupees. Because what happens is when you're, once you're done with your, you know, action on that urge, you will not, you will, you'll be done with that phase, right? And you will not end up taking a wrong decision about a large part of your money. So that's a very simple thing to actually kind of do is that you feel that, you know, wow, crypto is great. 200 rupees in crypto, get done with it uh, in, in, in one way. And the third is really, uh, it's, it's easy. Like there is so many tools that are available for you to understand where you are. Like on ET Money, we have an investor personality, which helps you understand your own biases towards risk and return, which we have worked with, you know, behavioral scientists in the UK to help you understand your own biases, which is very tough to understand. So once you have that, you should kind of figure out what is good for me. Try to uh, have some sort of plan in uh, whatever you want to do, whether it is a lot of people today want to retire early, right? Like at our at the age of 40 everybody wants to retire it's like everything is fast want to get done with it but if you don't really kind of put effort into it to understand what what it means it will just be a you know just be an aspiration and by the time you're 40 you're not done anything so it's like so so i think uh, just taking sitting back and using the tools that are available on platforms like it money to, to do go for it and then you know have, have that process in place to go and ensure that wealth creation actually happens. Great. So uh, not doing your research is not investment. It is gambling. Thank you for those same words, uh, Mukesh. And folks, thank you for tuning in. This was FinTalks at Pop World presented by Bank of Baroda, India's international bank. Hope this series is of help to everyone who listens in uh, and do get in touch uh, with us and send us feedback and suggestions on what more would you like or what guests or what kind of topics would you like us to touch upon. That's it for now. I am Akhil Handa. This has been Talks at Pop World. Hey everybody, it's been another great week on the IBM Podcast Network. On Storytellers and Storytellers, Vineet has a candid chat with Anshul Ailawadi. He's the business editor at MTV Beats VH1 and Comedy Central India. We've added another new show to our network, Probations and Promotion Talk with Abhinav Trivedi. On the first episode, Abhinav talks about entrepreneurship and all its hardships. Tune in to this Hindi language show for fresh episodes every Monday. On Shunya One, Shiladitya and myself are joined by Rohit Manglik. He is the founder and CEO of EduGorilla. We discuss how his journey started, what it offers to users, and why they have around 1,500 apps on the App Store. 
On the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast, DJ Ashwin and Varun discuss the Azim Rafiq racism role, the controversy surrounding Tim Payne, and look ahead to the first India versus New Zealand test. And on Simplify, Chuck, Narin, and Tony discuss the antitrust motion against Google and Simplify real-time buying for ads. Do follow us on social media. We're IVM Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Also, do remember go check out our website ivmpodcast.com/slash/youtube to get a list of all of our YouTube channels. And remember, if you're enjoying this show or any of our other shows for that matter, please do tell a friend. And finally, we would like to thank our sponsors on the network this week: Cred, Bank of Baroda, HDFC Mutual Fund, CoinSwitch, Kuber, Intel, and Oxfam India. Thank you so much for making this possible. Have you ever wondered where the business world is headed? How the ways in which we create, market, and sell to consumers will evolve, or if we'll ever go back to wearing pants while working? For answers to all of this and more, tune into Advertising is Dead with me, Varun Dugirala. Every Tuesday, as I talk to entrepreneurs, leaders, and change makers from across business, media, marketing, and beyond, you can catch all episodes of Advertising is Dead on the IBM Podcast website, app, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Listen.